0: Hit the live button. Live. Oh, it could have went to the right page on Discord, wouldn't it? That'd be useful. Yeah. I'm ready? Yeah. Yeah. Why is it not.
1: Why, it... why has it not worked? Yeah.
0: Why do... Oh, it, 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 It's working. It's working. Something is it coming from now, Ram. Yeah, yeah something's coming through to Twitch now. Yeah. And, and, and your job as well. Yeah. Just a note, Danish man's going to be back soon, eh? Yes, that's our big news. Everyone will stuff us Grand a grand moment of episode 133 of the Randers podcast. Anyway, Hi. yes. Me, Samuel, and Yes, big news, guys. The Nord is back. The Danish man, yeah. Danish man, yeah.
1: Today, by a...
0: Tuesday? Yep, this Tuesday. We're playing Vermintide Tour. Fantastic. <gasps> Marvellous. Last in back in November with Pummel Party? Or yes. October? Yeah, it
1: was his bloody choice
0: and the bastard legged it. Yeah, he did one uh, did one episode and left. I was like, <laughs> mate, you can't yeah. run away from your own choice. And it's only because <laughs> it. you lost both times. <laughs> so I was trying, loser. To think, trying to think mm? who won both those matches. I am trying to think who it was. Shut up,
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a, a random thing. Since as we've all got VR now, are we going to do anything in VR? Hell yes. At some point? Hell yes, yes. We need to decide what we're going to do in VR, but hell yes. Well, oh, it has to be cross-platform, doesn't it? No, because he, he he has done some PC VR now, I was going to
0: say. Yeah, he said he was a cable for it. This even is same more cable we're talking about for anyone who's wondering who we're talking about. Um, oh, yeah, Translate, he's... people. Come on. Read between the yeah. lines.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, no, he's got um yeah, he said he's gonna uh, he's waiting for his, he's, well when I last spoke to when I s when he messaged me about it, he said he's either had the cable or was getting the cable to allow to plug into his PC.
1: And so we're gonna we've got PC VR, we've got stand well, he's got standalone VR, I've got standalone VR. Yeah. Oh I need us to all get together at some point in VR chat. Yup. We're gonna have to find a nice room. Yup. And uh so I want to get a bunch of us together. It'll be me, you, yep. Zaber, yap, uh, potentially Divine, yap, potentially my mate Jet, and yep. I think someone else from my YouTube channel, yap. Um, and I want us to have like a roundtable discussion about the idea of uh, the our feelings behind Facebook and Meta,
0: yap. Um, because I don't. My, quite... Here's my feeling between Facebook and Meta, narp. Nope. No. <laughs> I
1: just I, I don't understand why so many people are willing to say I'm not going to try VR at all if my only option is the quest and I have to have a Facebook account.
0: Mm.
1: It's like, but do you don't have to
0: post anything on Facebook? I would say that's an an educational thing. People just like see Facebook and go, oh, Facebook. They're yeah. saying as say a WhatsApp in their friends. Um Yeah, exactly. So you know,
1: like, your Netflix abstract, not you?
0: Oh, yeah. Amazon,
1: Google, Steam. Steam oh, yeah, knows how long you've been online and doing whatever and talking to
0: who. Steam embarrasses you by telling you how long you've been playing games for. Exactly. Yeah, Steam shames you by telling you games that you haven't played in a long, that you should really start playing. Mm-hmm. Steam tells you, mm-hmm. there's this many games you've never played. Thanks, Steam. It's like, oh,
1: mate, put me to shame. <sighs> yeah. You've spent yeah. far too much time playing titty games
0: i was like shut up steam <laughs> it looks like you like games of tits in them scars. here's our list of retro games with tits tagged into them fantastic gaben yeah you know me well <laughs> i mean oh no steam yeah i have Shit. an issue I have, I have an issue remember many years ago i as a punishment to myself i played football manager <laughs> yes, yeah, so always going to yeah. recommend in sports games. It got now, into huh? its, scene got into its head that because I played Football Manager for the grand total of two hours and hated every minute of it, it got into its head that somehow I like sports games, and it <laughs> kept for about, for about six months afterwards. It kept pushing sports games on me because you played Football Manager. We reckon that's... you might like. And my argument is this: I played Football Manager, so clearly I'm far more interested in Excel. So that's mm-hmm. what they should have been pushing on me was productivity software and accounting software. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But sports You spend a lot of time in accounting software They should know this <laughs> I do Maybe they think it's because you're
1: training so- yourself to become a football manager Maybe they do Maybe they do. Yeah. He's dealing with all them spreadsheets Because he likes dealing with stats and figures And then he can use those to run his fantasy football team Yeah
0: Maybe. The thing about football manager was I, could, I, could, I was able to tell players they're fucking shit And upset them <laughs> You guys suck We're yeah. docking yeah. your pay you do, pass, yeah, And that's... now you know why Yeah <laughs> I, I, yeah, I got told what they're all shit, and then I, I, I did pay them the bare minimum because I was like, "You want one point two million? Nah, you can have twenty grand. You want them to be <laughs> mate? You guys could know how it feels like to be intention servants. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're going on minimum wage, mate. Sorry. How mate, you're can running up and to... down a football pitch for a
1: couple hours. <laughs> yeah, cut out. I got, out. To, I
0: got to meet Delia Smith.
1: Oh, fantastic!
0: Yeah. And yeah, and then I, I and apparently we were, and I I played my own team. I'm not sure how that worked. so apparently, what? Par- yeah, well, apparently, in football, at a football group place, you know, stable, yeah. whatever you want to call them, football house, football house, yeah, the football, the football frat house. Yeah, they don't just have the team; they have like the team plus these like spare team members for when if one of the main parts of the team, you know, subs a toe or something, they can't play for six months. You mean when he's going to
1: get his hair done because the gel's kind of dropped Yeah, off
0: those what? ones, yeah. They've yeah. got the spare sort of people to go into that. Then they have, like, a young team who likes all the up-and-coming potential players who are, like, learning how to step their toes in and go off for six months.
1: Yeah. And so
0: you yeah. have those. So you can put, like, one team against either your second backup team people or these younger team peoples, and then you can basically say, like, go easy on them because they're like up-and-coming players, or you could do, which is what I did, was saying, give them no quarter. <laughs> Mate, as, as long as you like, no, football I, well, I will say, battle royale I, <laughs> I will say, they don't use that terminology because it is football players, so they wouldn't get the reference. Fair but point. I did say to them, like, you know, don't go easy on them because they need, they need to learn. They need to learn young. Because they might learn that perhaps football isn't for them. They need to go become a brickie. You just say to look, mate, you guys are old.
1: Okay, You has-beens. These young'uns are going to run
0: circles around you. Try harder, or I'm docking your pay. (laughs) Again. Yes. So, guys, when you see the one about to get the football, this time, remember, remember, always remember, trip them over. (laughs) Take their legs out. Yeah. rob them of that future so they can't yeah. take it from you <laughs> yeah i watched the football game once and it just every like five minutes it kept stopping because like somebody had done something that upset somebody so they stopped and like shouted at the referee and then eventually sort of themselves and carried on i was like do you guys not just play and carry on I you mean, see, this is why esports are more interesting, because when a match starts, a match starts and it finishes, there's no stopping why the ref comes and goes, well, actually, I think you were spawn camping. Oh, actually, no, that's, that not, that's not true. That's not true. That's not, not true.
1: true. Yeah, they, they do have stoppages in esports. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, it yeah. the football esports? Cause that makes sense. <laughs> um, I think Valorant had some pretty hardcore stoppages, and CSGO did recently as well.
0: Was that something as in server issues or something? No no no, 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 no. Like they
1: weren't sure if someone was kind of doing some dodgy, like wall hacking style stuff or if oh, someone was aimbotting. And- surely,
0: surely they would call all their streams. Well, you'd think. Wouldn't oh, you? Surely they like, must um, do. But yeah,
1: but then that, that can cause like severe stoppages for like over an hour or so. And then people are like, well, what the fuck's going on? And then because the momentum has been lost.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not. Just... It's not as much bad as. Trust me, it's not as bad as football.
1: As a hockey player, I don't really understand stoppages. To be fair, no. It's, you just beat each other up. You beat the shit out of each other. The ref goes, "Oi, you twat!" Fucking five minutes in the box, and it's so, like, "All right, mate." Five minutes later,
0: you just get back out on the ice and deck someone again. <laughs> so, <laughs> football will be far more better if they learned that from hockey. Yep. I think if all players switch knives. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> As, it, far, as you do, it'd be a far more exciting match. Get in there, lads! A red <clears> card <throat> no. means something very different in that situation. And <laughs> um, player's been stopped while we try and reattach one of the member's fingers. The player's
1: been stopped. Oh, he's being stretched off the pitch. <laughs> yes, but he, but he, his he, family he stre- is carrying his legs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, separately. <laughs> <laughs> He's been took off the pitch, and his throat has been cut. Off he goes. He won't be playing again this ever. (laughs) He won't be playing again this season. Maybe there'll be be some uh... for the rest. He won't be joining us for the rest of his life, Um, (laughs) which will probably be the time it takes us to stretch him off the pitch. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. You see, wouldn't it be far more exciting?
1: And then just imagine one of the opposing team members pegs a ball at him whilst he's been stretched off the pitch. Oh look at that! He's still in.
0: I think we should add like sort of like sort of like um random every sort of should every sort of like all sort of like every ten minutes of a match you should roll a dice. And most of the time it won't happen, but occasionally they'll roll like a random mode and you have things like the pitch gets mortared. Stuff <laughs> like that. I think they make it <laughs> a lot more exciting if all, of a all the players so say all they heard was saw the whistling of some mortar shells coming in. That choice. Oh no, um, uh, Ronaldo! He's going to go so but the smalls come in. He can either score the goal, or go take cover from the shrapnel. What's he going to do?
1: I <laughs> know. Oh, I just have this vision of you now setting everyone up so they get electrocuted every time they go near the ball. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, if, see, you're ball- more, if you're
0: more than five feet away from the ball, you get a nice shock. Ah, no, 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 no. You see, what you do, the ball is very special. The ball has a small remote explosive in it. And it's at the start of the game, it's and it's basically got a shock sensor. And that sensor counts. At the start of the game, when it's put on the pitch. It's got a random number of counts it counts down from. And then when that hits zero, it explodes. So Oops, every, time a a player ki- every, every time a player kicks the ball, that count goes down by one. So, but at, mate, some, po- at dribbling's some point, dribbling
1: is largely like tapping that ball. So, as soon as yeah. someone goes near it, it's going
0: to go boom. Exactly. At some point, somebody's going to get blown up, and you don't know when. It could Beautiful. be in the first five minutes. It could be in the extra time, Because I don't understand either. It could be who's who. Knows. I don't get football. I, I don't, I don't get,
1: football. get it. It's not a if, real sport.
0: Having watched a football match, it's got to be the most boring 90 minutes of my life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just, it, it, football is fucking dull. There's no maiming, no decapitation, no blood, there's only stubbed toes, and crying for your mummy. Yeah, it sounds about like Premier League football, yeah, yeah. Accurate yeah. description. Mummy, 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 oh, I doing a boo-boo. Quick, get my hairstylist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mate. Get so my hair stylist, my wrong. astrologist, my neurologist. They're all standing in a wall, and instead of, you know, guarding the family jewels, they're, like, guarding their fucking hair.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <My> sponsorship. Or <laughs> sponsorship. My sp- <laughs> do footballers have sponsorships? Of course they do. Yeah, probably. Of course they do, because whenever one of them gets caught, like, sort of, like, doing the naughty with somebody, they always have a... um. They always get uh, like all the, oh, their sponsors. They've been dropped by such and such company for doing oh, it's stuff. Bought you by Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> Manscaped, yeah, yeah. Like, NordVPN. Um, they don't have the balls for it.
1: Very Come well done, football players. <laughs> very well
0: done, Scars. There's a golf clap coming your way? That's another sport that can fuck off. I agree. I, I don't understand golfers. Having said that, having played golf games. They're a lot more fun than playing football games. Yeah, no, I suppose. Yeah. Plus. Having played pl- hockey games, they're a lot more fun than both. Yeah, well plus well the thing is, any game where you're actually armed with a potentially offensive weapon is always ha is always good. Playing V
1: uh, golf in VR is quite fun. Because you might accidentally smash up your front room. So it looks like you've been to a fucking you've just like that's the after concert, your after gig kinda of thrashing around the hotel room. You just yeah. smashed up your living room like you're a rock star, but you were just playing golf in VR. Yeah.
0: You always know it's a good sign when you're in VR and you actually punch a t- punch your table with your hand because you're trying to throw a grenade, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you scream, "Ah!" Kick you your drop dog. Ra- then you're okay. gonna ra- drop-
1: Ram don't need like haptic suits. He just punches things in his room. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I've, I've punched many a path. I've got. I've my 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 office consists of kitchen units and worktops, and worktops are quite solid. And punching one of those in VR is quite painful. Mm-hmm. My dog just like just she just knows not to come
1: near me. It's like, oh mate, he's got them weird glasses on where he can't see. But counterintuitive, yeah. really, aren't they? Stupid <laughs> human
0: She just lays there on the um on the settee and staring at me, thinking, "What the fuck is wrong with you?
1: <laughs> Why have you got that big lead attached to your head? Do you like being blind? You do know glasses don't work like that, right? Why do you keep punching everything and screaming? Just take the headset off. You'll see where it is." <laughs> <laughs> I It's like Yeah. No, that's that's you don't understand this dog. Like, of course I do, human.
0: You I was I remember I remember playing Because I was just sort of dossier around in VR and I was playing the Valve lab with a little robot dog where you can throw a stick for it. Yeah. And I throw see for my dog it. and all playing. I remember taking my head off and looking at my and my dog was on the chair and she looked at me with a look of like, You don't throw me a stick. You don't care about me. You play the virtual dog but not the real dog is sat here staring at you. I was like, you wouldn't chase after a stick anyway. And it goes, I know, but the thought was there.
1: Yeah, exactly. You could have if, still
0: done it. If I threw a stick for my dog, she'd look at it, look at me and go, your Get fault. Get fucking self. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you clearly don't want it. Because every time I bring it back,
0: you throw it again, you twat. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like, <laughs> all right, dog, calm down.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm going to go over here and lay down. You come back when you've done the stick thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, when you've tired yourself out We'll go back So <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, Thanks dog, thanks
0: uh, Yes, yeah, so my dog often takes me for a walk um,
1: I, I assume that's what the dog thinks they're doing Because you put them on the lead So they're leading you somewhere mm. We've got this joke in my house Where Charlie Spaniel has just taking us out To find all the great places So that we can have a crap <laughs>
0: Does he clean up after you is the question?
1: Well, no, she he keeps showing us where to and how to, and I think he just looks at us with disgust, going, Look, I take you guys out and you don't do anything.
0: What's sister- the point? Yeah. Look, it's like he's like, Look, I figured out how not to have a crap inside the house. You guys haven't. Figure it out, humans. Yeah, you always go into a weird room and have a crap. It's like you know what I do outside, you haven't figured it out, it's crazy. Why and do you keep du- sitting on that stupid chair and wiping your ass with
1: wads of paper? Just scrape yeah. it across the floor. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think the carpet's for? <laughs> like, Thanks, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Slick it clean, man. You yeah. need to taste your food again. It's like, yeah. nah, mate. Uh, no, mate, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Dogs are probably very embarrassed by us. Ancestors.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm our
0: oh, Shelty oh, Merlin, he's he gets embarrassed if, she's, if, he, if he's been done a um, he's doing like an emergency run, and if he mucks up, he if, she, if he realises he's made a mistake, he just stops the run, turns around, and walks out of the arena as fast as he can back to the car. Oh, and off. Yeah, he's like, nope, that's it. I'm embarrassed myself now. I'm going back to the car. Go <laughs> yeah. you can't make me stay. <laughs> Life is terrible. I didn't want to do this
1: anyway. Give me a treat. <laughs>
0: mm, yeah. As opposed to our other shelter who, if she makes a mistake, blames my sister by barking at her repeatedly. Yeah, that sounds about right. Stupid Your fault. human. Your Why fault. did you let Stupid. me make a
1: mistake? If you didn't bring me here, I wouldn't have made the mistake and looked like a twat.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That shelter's for you. They either get embarrassed or hate you. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing mm-hmm. in between. Bless them. So, so Scales, what games have you been playing? Oh, well... um. <laughs> so you
1: know last time i mentioned um at the end of the last podcast i mentioned that they um, released Hyperdimension neptunia reverse which was a remake of the remake of the first game
0: uh, more remakes series. and <laughs> more Neptunia. more remakes than george lucas it's mate
1: it's it's getting that way and um i played it through and i was like it, it was all right it was literally just the audio track of Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth... ...slapped onto a PlayStation 5... ...dodgy compression and all, because it, it, the Vita version had to go onto a much smaller storage medium. Um, graphics had been, like, kind of upsampled and all that kind of stuff. They tweaked the soundtrack, which was nice, because some of the tracks they added in... Oh, ...beautiful. Um, but it, it, it really was just kind of like an upraised um, Vita game. It was It was fine... Uh, they tacked in a bunch of characters from Rebirth 2. They put in the four-character system of Rebirth 2 as well. So in Rebirth 1, you could have three players um, on the on the map at any one time. Or in the battle battle area at any one time. In Rebirth 2, you could have four. So Reverse has um, Rebirth 2's battle mechanics in it. Um, and a load of the characters from Rebirth 2... Um, but I, I went through that, and went through through um, Rebirth 1, and both were equally enjoyable. I wouldn't say pick one or the other. So if you have a PlayStation 5, and you want to play a Neptunia game, reverse is a pretty solid way to start the series. Um, if you have a PC, or whatever else, Rebirth 1 is still pretty good, but... Um, at first i was going to say it's a bit harder to play rebirth one but really it isn't like the idea that you have um three characters versus four and the game doesn't really seem to be all that much like balanced to to compensate for that um but yeah it was pretty sound and so after doing rebirth one i launched rebirth two on steam because every time i've played a rebirth game i played them on gog and i figured that uh if I play through the sequel on Steam, people go, hang on, hang on. You know how people sometimes go through your achievements? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I do this from... I've done this to bad actually. Oh, that game's great. But you've only played it for 15 minutes, Bad. <laughs> um, I, I I, didn't want anyone to do that to me with, with the Neptunia game. So I, I launched on Steam. Because I was like, well, you haven't even played through Rebirth 1 on Steam. Because you haven't got the ending achievement. So uh, so I started going through the, the Steam version. My God, Rebirth 2 is pure cheese, and I I don't remember it at all being quite that cheese. Right? So, Hyperdimension Neptunia 1 is about the console wars. You know, Nintendo, Microsoft, uh, Sony, and Sega um, battling it out to to see who's best. Mm. In Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth, um, all of the big companies can lose... Because piracy, and the game is very, I mean, it's jokey but cringe-worthy at the same time. Um, everyone basically gives up buying games, and all they do is like buy copy cards and install uh, custom firmwares, and they pirate games and and all this kind of stuff. And the world just gives up on Sony, PlayStation, Microsoft. Uh, yeah, Microsoft's Xbox, um, Nintendo, Wii, whatever it was when they when they did that, and so it's up to the kind of candidates, the little sisters of the consoles, the handhelds, to come in and, and try and save the day. And oh my God, it's 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 so some of the characters in it are so 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 cringy, and that there isn't a single character I think um, in the the second game. ...that you don't want to punch in the face. No, that's not, that's not true. Uni is okay. She's the PlayStation Portable. Um, Rom and Ram, the DS twins... ...and Nepgear are fine. Near enough, every other character... ...in that game makes you want to fucking puke. All of them. They're calling each other bitches... ...and they're swearing at random times... Uh, you've got one character that is an absolute pervert, but only for people under the age of ten. So that gets really cringy. I was gonna like, say that's a bit. Really, really, odd. really cringy. Uh, just oh god!
0: All these I, little, actually, I, I, I actually have memories of you complaining about this last time you played it. It's mm, it, it gets it gets a bit oh. Mm,
1: yeah, mm, not good. The side characters as well are terrible. Like so you've got Red. So um, Red was put into reverse, but you don't, she's not voiced like properly. But my God, she's got so many lines of dialogue in Rebirth Two is terrible because she, I don't even know what Red is from. To be completely honest with you, so most of the most of the characters in the games are based on other companies or. Uh, music labels, or products, or whatever. I don't actually know off the top of my head who Red is supposed to be, which is really bad of me. But she's also one of the most hated characters in the game, for me personally, because from the moment she's there, she's constantly talking shit. She's an airhead, and she's constantly calling all of the characters her wifey. All of them. Stop. Please. I, I don't remember if she's in Rebirth 3. If she is, I'm just going to have to... I don't know, take out my SSD and snap it or something. <laughs> but I, I absolutely hate, hate, hate the character. None of the side characters are as interesting as the ones that were in Rebirth 1 either, with maybe the exception of Cave. Cave, and they put in 5PB again. Who's um, a, a record um, label. That's, oh, God. It's 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 not as good. Because so I think Rebirth 1 was actually based on um, Neptunia 2's battle system. And I don't think they actually did anything between Neptunia 2 and Rebirth 2. I think it's just like a straight copy. Um, so Rebirth 1 actually had work done to it. They refined all the mechanics. They, they used the map system and the combat system from Neptunia 2 which became Rebirth 2. and So it had more polish kind of thing. Rebirth 2, whilst it comes after, chronologically, is worse. But uh, Ugh (laughs) Ugh Oh dear. Um it's, it's it's the story's neat in that it is just constantly poking fun out of piracy though. You know, you've got um a couple of underlings that are constantly trying to give away like piracy devices. And uh, giving people access to like cracked executables and and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you've got more talk about the R4 uh copy cards and and all that kind of stuff. And they even then talk about like so how everyone's like, Well why should why should I buy games where I can have all these games for free? It's great, it's really cool. And then as the game goes on, a lot of those people who are like, Yeah, piracy are like Oh mate, but like all of a sudden, I like, I can't I can't save, or like my game has deleted itself, or the game won't let me level up, or my bullets have been turned into chickens and and like stuff like that because like those were like famous anti piracy measures,
0: yeah, weren't they? they?
1: Were. Yeah, you know. So um, yeah. you know, whilst people,
0: are like, yeah, it's so an, great to have had all had these games. Yeah, elite had an unkillable ship that would come after you. Yeah,
1: and I think um, what was it serious? Sam had like a scorpion or something and um like yeah, in, in the zelda yeah. games like they'd uh, certain characters have like eye patches like pirate
0: eye patches on and stuff and, yeah um, um game developer simulator if you pirate the game when you start releasing your computer games in in your in-game computer games they get pirated and you make no money
1: yeah, 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 that's it. I remember that one, yeah. And then people used to... They complained about it, didn't it? Like, well, what, how do I stop piracy? I was like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you've, you've pirated the game. And that was yeah. their... Buy a legit their... copy of our game and you won't have any problems. Yeah, that's it. And I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Some of them are really trolly and it's absolutely mm. brilliant. But they, they mention all of that stuff in Neptunia 2. Um, it's, it's just really quite interesting because it's, it's... It is really heavy-handed the way they say piracy is bad. Now, the you know the intro like to Star Wars where they have the, the scroll and text? Yeah. They have something like that in Neptunia Rebirth too and it's so cheese because they're like, Oh yeah, you know, everyone started pirate and software and the games industry is in ruins and the government didn't do anything to stop it and it's like, these poor games companies, what, what's going on, you know? Um I'm thinking to myself, but most of the games companies at one point or another have been royal assholes. Hmm. Whether it's been to companies who pirate software or to fans or um, importers or whatever, like Nintendo have been fucking terrible. So if some people get off pirating their games, fine. Yeah.
0: Because Nintendo ain't always the
1: good guys. Like legally speaking, oh, oh, they might be.
0: They uh, Nintendo are notorious for disliking people putting videos of their games up on YouTube and stuff. They're notorious for hating that. Yeah, That's well, you you cool. had
1: to join the Nintendo Partner Program, didn't you?
0: Yeah. So right. Nintendo got a cut of your ad
1: revenue for your videos if you yeah. put up a, like a Nintendo review or a product review. It was absolutely ridiculous. I was like, like uh, 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 Nintendo Smash Brothers tournaments. Nintendo would cut. Ca- they say, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you can have a Smash Brothers tournament. You're not allowed to stream it though." Mm. Or like, oh yeah, your fans have paid a small fortune Nintendo to get like Smash Brothers Melee, which is an old, 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 old Smash Brothers game. We've got that now on the center stage of the biggest fighting game tournament in the world, and Nintendo. Were like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, 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 whatever. And then on the day of it, they're like, "Yeah, you're not that stream. Don't stream it. Mm. Don't stream it. I don't. We don't want people to watch it." So, well, what the fuck was the point then? Yeah, what was the point? And Nintendo do that all the time. Um, Sony censor things constantly and bully developers to do so. Well,
0: at least otherwise the, the games least... don't get. At least they've moved on from installing rootkits on your PC. Yeah. But well, that was the um, uh, that was cd ripping software, yeah, wasn't it? Or was that it one was. of the... That was their music division who um, you bought a CD, put on your PC, and installed a bit of software that would basically stop you copying CDs. Which is funny,
1: actually, because Sony released um, the High MD player, didn't they? The High Mini Disc player, mm. the high-capacity Mini Disc, mm. which would take MP3s and, and CDs and turn them into... Um, um, a track three.
0: This files is where you to discover a... that Sony have about ten different div- 10 different divisions that none of them talk to each other. and They all hate each other. Yep,
1: it's about right. And and at, what was it? At one point, the only part of Sony that was profitable was the PlayStation. So the the PlayStation division was propping up like the TV and laptop division, wasn't it? Yeah, it was absolutely mental. It was like, how did that become a thing? Yeah. Microsoft's big beef was probably the um the uh, the DRM for the Xbox One. Which everyone else ended up doing anyway. Um, oh, they make loads of jokes in Neptunia 2, by the way, about like the Red Ring of Death and the um, the Kinect and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, what did... Uh, oh, Sega. They were already out of the industry before it, even, <laughs> before it even got to that point. They already got killed by piracy. I will probably say Sega were the ones that probably got stiffed over by piracy the most. Hmm. Because that was about the Sega. Literally, um, you could burn a Dreamcast game. Once a piece of software got released, you could burn a Dreamcast game just put it in, straight into the system and let it play. So piracy was rife on the uh, on the Dreamcast. But um, for for the other guys, uh, I I I, I, mm, I don't know. I don't think they I don't think they quite deserve the. They're not welcome at the pity party, you know. No. Um, but it, it's. Story-wise, it's really heavy with the with the piracy and all that kind of stuff. Combat is still good. The soundtrack is still good. There's a hell of a lot of side dialogue and stuff. So you can see where they cleaned it up for Rebirth 1 versus Rebirth 2. Which, as I say, Rebirth 2 is based on Neptunia 2. Rebirth 1 is based on Neptunia 2. Um, but uh, had Neptunia 1 story ported over. Um, I will say there is a bonus, though. In that Neptunia Rebirth 2 offers you an experience boost right at the start. So you can like turn it on and off. So that combat actually gives you more experience. So you actually you just continuously level up. So you can just play through the story without having to grind so much like you do in uh, Neptunia 1. So that I mean, does kind of take a, a bit of the challenge out of some of the fights. But then by the same token, you know... Mm. You can, just, you can just go through the story and enjoy the story if that's what you want to do. Um, and avoid avoid as many of the cringy characters as possible. But um, I still stand by I prefer the original Neptunia over the others so far.
0: The original, original.
1: Yeah, the original, original on PlayStation 3. That game, to me, was fantastic. Rebirth 1 is decent, so Rebirth 1 and Reverse is decent. But... It's not as good as the, the original. Mm. And Rebirth 2. Whilst I like the CPU candidates. The handheld consoles now taking the center stage. A lot of the characters and a lot of the stuff they've tied into it. Like the whole world being all up for piracy. And just becoming these morally devoid shells. Like assholes. Not so, not so great. It was funny to start with. But it started to wear thin after about 10 hours. And, um, like, all of a sudden, all of the characters get hypersexualized too. Like, I'm f- usually I'm fine with that, but it got to the point where it was, like, literally every other thing. So, in Rebirth 2, the, the bad guys start in the lead. So, there's, like, shares, a percentage um, for loyalty for each kind of company at the start of the game. And it always starts in Neptunia, where other, the bad guys, are usually well ahead. But in Neptunia Rebirth 2, there's a lot of quests that will automatically... Like, you beat the quest. You'll get given these quests at the start of the game, because the world is so into piracy, a lot of the quests are for the bad guys, like, to, to boost them more. All of those quests are literally, like... Um, they're talking about tits and, and stuff like that. And it's like, fuck me, this is just so cheese. Like, Stop. To the point you actually, I mean, you actively avoid those quests anyway, because you don't want to give the bad guys a, a, a bigger boost. But, um, really, really, mm, not very good. Like I said, I liked the introduction of the the sisters, so Nepgear, Uni, Ram and Ram. Um, I like the art style, I like the combat, but just some of those characters are fucking terrible. Some of the writing, and this is a Neptunia game, it's supposed to be a parody comedy game. It's yeah. Fucking terrible. Um, I'm really looking forward to Rebirth Three. As soon as I get Rebirth Two done, like that'll be uninstalled straight away, <laughs> and uh, straight bad. into Rebirth Three. I don't know. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll feel better when I when I finish it. I'm. I've nearly finished it now, but just just take that. Oh, oh, so cringe. So cringe. I love cringe games, but that's really cringe. Hmm. Really cringe. When it a character happened. is licking a nine year old, cringe. Ugh. Yeah, really cringe. Really yeah.
0: cringe. That's just
1: yeah, that's just And he's wow. watching children sleep. That's cringe.
0: And is that played for laughs?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, because yeah. so, like all the other characters acknowledge that the guy is a bit fucked up. And even the characters when they catch him doing it are like, "Oh my fucking god, what are you doing, you sicko!" Um, but it's just, it, mm. yeah, yeah, not mm, no, <laughs> yeah, because I, I think one of his lines is, "If if I can't count your age um, on my hands or with my fingers, you're an old hag or something like that."
0: Ooh, I yeah.
1: don't know what the tra- the Japanese version of that would have been, but the, 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 the dub of it was fucking terrible. Absolutely do you, terrible.
0: Do you, how do you think the voice actor felt after the voice actor
1: I know, lines? I was thinking about that the entire time I was playing. I was like, oh my god, some of the lines you guys ha- you must have like balls the size of durian fruit <laughs> they, they,
0: they, <laughs> to be voice- able to say
1: that line and walk away with a smile. Every day,
0: I like, Think of the paycheck, think of the paycheck, think of the paycheck, think of the paycheck. Well, I mean, because, like, Neptunia 1 is kind of cringey, right? Neptunia 2 turns it up to,
1: like, it doesn't even go to 11. It goes to 22, because yeah. I 11 mean, for poison. That's
0: almost crossing from cringy to just a little bit wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, sort of, it's sort of gone past... Cringe is fine, but that's sort of pushing beyond cringe, and then
1: there's the little the little mouse like evil Pikachu thing that's got the hots for this nurse character. And I was like, Oh my god. I complete I remembered he was there, but I completely forgot how cringe he got. I was like, Oh my god, stop.
0: Wait. I remember you I do remember you I'm pretty sure I remember you complained quite heavily about Rebirth, Rebirth Two when you played it before, or number two when you played it before at some point in the past. I remember you complaining quite heavily about this. So when you're talking mm-hmm. about the piracy and stuff. It's it's a bit. Mm.
1: Mm. Bring on Rebirth three, and Rebirth three's got a dominatrix in it, so I'm all I'm all for that. <laughs> oh, there you go. There we go. As long as it's not like hyper cringe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Huh, awesome. It's, it's still it's still fun though. Still fun though. Um, and like I say, Rever- Reverse has all of the characters from um, Rebirth one and two in it, from what I can tell so far. As well as some from Rebirth 3. Uh, although I was a bit disappointed. Just one last thing to say I was disappointed on. Mm-hmm. I unlocked the character Falcom in Rebirth 2, who is in Reverse 1. And she is based on Adol the Red, the company Falcom who make the East games, right. and East and Legend of Heroes and all that kind of stuff. And because obviously I played Reverse quite recently, um, like within the last two weeks. Uh, when the character that's based on Adol does a super move, it plays like a really awesome Ys and Legend of Heroes style like um, metal track or hard rock track. But when you do that in Rebirth 2, so it looks epic. Like the character looks OP to a really hardcore soundtrack when you do this move. Like you just want to watch it every time just so you can hear that song. Mm. When you get to Rebirth 2, it's just a generic battle song. And I'm like, Oh, God, it's took all the power out of that move. It's nowhere near as impressive without that unique song for that yeah. character. It's like, oh, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> Why? Why are you fuck
1: around with it? Yeah, but um, it is what it is. After Rebirth 2, I said it on stream today. This will be my last point. I'm surprised they still managed to make a Rebirth 3 or a Neptunia 3 as fucking hell, man. How they didn't cancel it after Rebirth 2. I love the characters. Like I said, the, the main characters. But a lot of those side characters are terrible.
0: Well, it also sold good enough. That was yeah. worth doing a third one. Yep. And they're still making them. <laughs> yep. they will just be refreshing them again and again and again and again.
1: Yeah. When do I get... I want. I will admit, I do want to have a collection, though. Like Rebirth 1, 2, and 3 on like switch or something give me something like that because they've made one of the neptunia um they've made one of the neptunia main series games on switch
0: Mm.
1: and they made um another series so they've got fairy fencer which is basically the exact same mechanics and gameplay style as hyper dimension neptunia but with a whole new cast and a whole new story that's on switch so why the fuck can't i have a neptunia
0: collection you have to ask anyway. them. Past Nintendo want it. <laughs> That's it. Well, maybe. Family-friendly Nintendo does want
1: it. You say that, though. Nin- family-friendly Nintendo, though. I've got, like, T-Games on it now, which is hilarious, because that used to be Sony's realm, and Sony started censoring everything, and Nintendo were like, you know those giant, earth-shaking, boobage anime games you do?
0: We'll have those. <laughs> it's like, yeah oh so there always wanted to do it. it's like oh we ban Sony do that we bear not. that's all like, I think oh Sony has stopped excellent it's our turn now we'll have that or when perhaps perhaps at some point if you look for the history maybe some surgeon executive left Sony and went to no. yeah it's like you
1: know what <laughs> I'm bored of this
0: you know Bob tits lover Johnson went across to <laughs> yeah. oh, from Her first name big yeah <laughs> From, middle name tits um, lover uh, yeah Johnson <laughs> <laughs> went uh, from yeah Sony's Sports and Nintendo and all of a sudden the mysterious things happened
1: yeah I thought it was weird when Doom 2016 came out on the Switch
0: whoo fucking hell yeah, Nintendo hard there's, there's hardly any tits in that is there
1: oh you oh mate well I mean when you shoot an imp right in the titties and it explodes beautiful
0: is there imp cleavage in Doom 2016 no sadly sadly sadly
1: Imps don't actually have titties, I was just saying. Oh, so there's no imp bikinis then. many kind just like there's Sony still censors the Neptunia cover art. But they don't they don't censor anything realistically in the games. And the games actually have a flippable um sleeve for your case. If you buy yeah. the physical version. The the other side doesn't have the censored image. Oh, that's <laughs> a good compromise. I was like doing sony although they do they do cut entire scenes out of games now too so gg adult games that fucking adult company adult games
0: we can't let the the adults get corrupted by seeing tits mate no
1: no could you imagine if pornhub just censored everything like yeah mate we're gonna go full sony on it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah the only thing we're allowed is that dis- Yeah, you want that disgusting stuff? You have to go to someone like YouTube. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me
1: actually. Yeah. And Google are like fucking yeah, we'll have that traffic so we can get the views back from TikTok. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that, that's what I've been playing. Um, Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Looking well, forward to the third one. <laughs> X. Well, there we are. We'll get a report back then. X. What have you been up to, mate? Well. So I finished Deathloop last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so Death. So when I first spoke to it last, I was like, it hadn't quite grabbed me. Um, did, yeah. Last... Did you find the magic? Did you find yes. the sparkle? Yeah, You so did. what I did. So it's still nowhere near as good as Dishonored. Um, okay. It doesn't. Inc- so it grabbed me because the early part of Deathloop is you are incredibly weak. You haven't really unlocked anything. And you are fairly underpowered. I mean, you'll get, I mean, the enemies you fight so the enemies of fighting are pretty shit, but then they are meant to be because they're not trained soldiers. Um, but as you ungrade, just you know, you get more sort of um, slab powers, and you upgrade them. So towards the end, my sort of loadout slab was I had the shift slab, which had the upgrades that meant I could like stall, jump and pause in midair. Yeah, and if, and then I also had it so that's what I do. Oh, it's basically at long range. So I caused me to have a really long range. So I could just sort of like bounce around the map really quickly. And I also I had the ether slab and I upgrade that in two ways. One, so that when I stood still, it didn't use any energy, which makes it really good, because you can be proper like sort of like predator. As well right. sit and wait for it. I mean people will see you, they can they'll they'll um if they're close to you, they'll look in your direction, They'll of you they'll shout, I see shimmering, and they can see you and spot you. Right, it's not it's not totally impervious. and if they they will if if you fire on them and they they see you where you were and you then go into ether mode, they'll basically shoot where you were or nearby where you were because they assume you're still there. Yeah, and so you have to you have to sort of reposition yourself. And I always had it a mode an upgrade so that if I took out somebody because in normal ether mode if you shoot somebody you instantly come out of ether mode. Ether mode is invisibility. Sorry, I should have said that at the start. If you are upgraded so that basically I could shoot people not come out of invisibility mode, so that once I'd done that, and I could it, that's when it suddenly became it's sort all of like got its mix. Also, now was like the assassin jumping around the maps, bouncing around, taking out these people, sneaking up on them, and sort of like this powerhouse. But if I got cornered, I'd be dead really quickly because I didn't have any sort of all the protection upgrades. You are still very vulnerable to be. You can get gunned down very quickly if you're not sensible. Yeah. So that that's when it's all like worked for me um once i got to that stage well juliana was fairly easy to defeat because she's basically just like a normal npc she hasn't got any sort of like additional abilities apart from she can use slab powers um she can use all sorts of slap all sorts she has like all slab powers that you do yeah uh, apart from an extra one that's in the multiplayer mode only but in the single player mode she has also so she can she'll basically spawn with a random slab and she will actually change how she behaves from what she's got. So, if she's got Efa, she'll do the exact same thing that I would do. Where she'll find go somewhere where she knows that I'm going to go. I'll go and then just sit there and wait, and won't materialise and keep hidden. So you can so, effectively tell what slab she's got based on the way that the AI moves. You, well, generally you don't know what she's got until she makes her first move. So you can sort of guess, but until you sure. see her, you won't know. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I
1: mean. Yeah. Like Once once you see her doing. You'll know. Or kind of where she is, you can kind of get a rough yeah. idea of.
0: Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, so when she's got Eva, she tends to sort of like go somewhere and will hide up and wait for you. So, there was one bit where she's in the map where also I told her she said I was being hunted by her. So, I sort of, I sort of did my little thing. I saw sort of Turtle down, waiting. I stood there and I was just looking out for her, trying to work out where she was didn't see her so then she thought well I need to hack this antenna to unlock the tunnel so I can get out so I made over to the antenna and I sort of kept sort of like slowly moving my way down working my way there and all of a sudden I just heard there you are and she had been hiding in ether mode and was just started shooting me and sort of basically got the drop on me and killed me I then went back there, knowing that she had Eve at this point, and I very cautiously went to the area, and I just sort of waited and waited, and I was able to get to put I could hack the antenna from, a dis- from distance, mm-hmm. hacked it, and I heard her say something. I just looked round. I just, at the corner, I caught this shimmer. I was like, I bet it's where you are. I aim and fire, and I got lucky and got her right in the head. Oh, winner. Bueno. So, but that was like a good talk. Like two minutes, I of them sort of was cat and mouse. Like we both were doing the exact same thing. And trying to hide from each other. I mean, the AI is not great, um, and she will if you shoot her. And if you're normally if you're invisible and you shoot her, she takes she doesn't like take cover or anything. She won't work out. So I think in the whole game she killed me perhaps twice, Mm -hmm. and I probably killed her dozens of times. Um, But that was fun. So, but yeah, as I saw got further through the game, it it definitely. And I saw like the powers it got. That sort of like missing X factor coming. I saw discovered new bits of it. So. The sort of final run where you have to kill all the um, visionaries in one day. it get, The game actually surprisingly gets very linear as it goes on. It's surprisingly a very linear game because really there's only, towards the end to kill all the visionaries, there's only one way to do it. Yeah. There's only one set routine that you have to go through to kill them all. And I would have liked a little bit more freedom to do yeah. it um but they very much because you basically know because there's seven visionaries but there's only four locations and you only have four like daytime daytime periods you have to get them in certain places and they'll only meet up in certain conditions so it gets quite there is there is literally there is a there is that once you've done all sort of investigation routes it's like your quest line has like all these different investigation which you follow through it unlocks literally like this is how you're going to do it and that is how you have to do it there's no other way to do it apart from this certain set process you go one place sabotage this kill this person go over here do this person go over here you find these cut these other people here then finally gets to the evening you can take the rest out it, it gets very it's a bit it's been I, I felt they didn't properly explore fully the sort of they haven't saw sort of, they've sort of set this world up but they've not really explored the implications of it they've not sort of like thought about store of what other ways this could affect what other sort of situation it could occur they've like got sort of basic ideas of well people we spawn every day um only visionary only two people remember, only two people remember from day to day uh visionaries don't they all go the same route same routine happens and that's it there's no sort of like what other implications does this have, and whether they struggle to find stuff? I mean, perhaps some sort of hints that some other people could remember things and sort of like learn from you. It's it it just it felt very much like they had a great idea, but just couldn't quite figure out how to export fully. Yeah, they couldn't quite flesh it out. Yeah, yes, exactly. They couldn't really flesh it out. Um, I also don't like the fact that there's not not a lot is explained. There's no real sort of explanation as the background of. You, all you know is that there's this an on- an anomaly on the island that allows this sort of like time looping sort ofness going on. But it doesn't explain if the anomaly itself is a time loop or how they controlling it. There's no sort of real background explanation. Is, the, the, you don't really learn anything about how they developed this or how they got there. There's lots of half-hard stuff. So you left the game with lots of why questions. Yeah. And I thought I'd missed stuff. I thought I just missed stuff. So I ended up looking up on like um the wiki and stuff and seeing what other people found. And no, I pretty much found everything. And uh, so I was like, I wasn't really misinterested. There wasn't a lot of story there. Interestingly, I did find out, which I didn't realise at the time, the game's only set in the same universe as Dishonored. Huh. It is. Um set like in the future of Dishonored. Because there is um one one the, the, the there's a gun you come across that's actually got Dunwall Armories written on the side of it. Oh, there you go. So it's saying the same world, as it? Um, and so that's that's all. Right. And then it's all that. Right. So obviously the anomaly must be something to do with the um, the void. Is it the void? That dissonant sort of like realm. The outside lives. I think it's called the void. I guess um, I, I don't remember. I can't remember so now. Yeah, but it's sort of like it's all. Sort of, it just yeah, it just has a, it. it if I had to give it, if I so I love Dishonored, really good game. This I point if I had to give it rated pilot, like it's all seven out of ten. You know, it's okay, average. It's just well, that's what the modern average is, seven. Yeah, yeah. To me, seven out of ten is it's okay, it's fun, it's but it's not quite got that spark that makes it into a a really good game. Yeah. Hopefully, if they do, if they can figure out a way to do a sequel, I'm not sure how because. The endings of course by its nature it tends to be a self-contained game. May perhaps they could sort of explore another side of it, maybe. I don't know. Hopefully they can sort of build and sort of explore it a bit more. Um but yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoyed it. I've put probably about 30, 40 hours into it. Yeah. Um, I enjoy my time of it. Um, but I just don't see it's just not gonna go down as like, oh, I can't see myself going back and playing it again.
1: No, I understand well, that. Well, it's
0: just on, I've played back for a couple... I've played most of the most Sonic games for a couple of times now. I can't see I've done that the with, same with um, Deathloop.
1: Realistically, Deathloop then has the same issue that maybe I had with Doom Eternal. Like, I have this feeling that if I play Doom Eternal and I get my stats up and I become an overpowered Demon Slayer again,
0: mm-hmm. like, that
1: game's going to be really fun. Yeah. But when you start, you feel really weak and really underpowered, and it relies so heavily on the new mechanics that you're just like... Mm. This isn't fun.
0: It it takes a very long time to get sort of the abilities you need. Yeah. It takes you a really long time to get there. So, yeah, it's, and there are, so to unlock more slab upgrades, you have to kill the same visionary again. And you don't have to do that, but there are quest lines based around it. Or yeah. if you kill Juliana, if she will have one of the upgrades as well, whatever slab she's used, she'll have one of the upgrades for it as well. Yeah. So if you haven't got it, you'll basically pick it up from her. Um, but that's all sort of like oh, I don't want to keep going. I mean, it's when you sort of like there are is that nice bit where like I am um, snuck into like this, this is like uh, there's like uh, one sort of like first sort of people you visually you can take out um she's this woman she's got like a old hanger she's basically converted with a with a of an airplane or cockpit which she saw like preachers from and she's got like this room full of like gas and she basically lowers people into the gas or sacrifice them oh. and there's a lever in her cockpit that basically floods the whole hanger lower level of the hangar with gas so after sort of like going killing her a couple of times sort of knowing the layout i was able to go through sneak my way through get up to where she's doing her preach take out both guards up there and then go up behind a wise mid sort of sermon and just jump up and stab her through the chest
1: mm-hmm. and all
0: the people start panicking downstairs thinking there he is there he is like sort of a dozen of them quickly pull the lever of the gas and basically gas them all oh, that's f- that's fun that is like okay i've had a reward there but when you've got like you end up like doing that like two or three times yeah it's like you've sort of lost it you're killing the fun of it yeah it's that yeah. aha moment's like oh i've done that before yeah, it sort of loses it a little bit. So, a good game, but not a great game. Sure, is where I'd sit that one. Um, after first that, I then played um, Shopkeep Two. Um, if you remember a few years ago, I talked about Shopkeep, which is the game where you run a sh- fantasy shop. Yeah. For like adventurers and so forth, So, Shopkeep Two is is for me is a perfect example of a sequel that've tried to make it bigger and better and in doing so have completely lost the point. Yeah. So you are they've, they've I mean credits from they went so shopkeep one was set in a little a little like town. Um people would come, they buy stuff, buy potions, there's a pub as well you could unlock. Occasionally you get raided by sort of like I think it was Vikings or something come raid you to defeat them. Um shopkeep two, you'll get your set in a town, but they've added in things like and it's the usual same thing, you know, you buy, so you just give some people who haven't heard shopkeep, I've obviously given some there, you basically have to sort of like buy like your stands, put them out, buy goods, pop them out, sell them at a certain price, make a markup on it, people come back and forth, there'll be season, There was seasonal stuff, so as seasons went on, people buy more certain things, and gradually you basically build your shop up, get more, hold more gear, unlock more gear, you can sell as time goes on, a lot more armor types, more weapon types, and gradually sort of expand your range of products. This has got the same sort of idea, but it's done things like there's now more crafting it, so you can go to like that you can buy, you can unlock a, a baker and a blacksmith, and you can craft things which you can then sell in your shop. Yeah. But they've also added a whole combat system where you can go like exploring the world, and to be fair, they've actually done a fair. It's not a huge world. Obviously. We're not talking Skyrim here, obviously, but it's big enough that you can go exploring and hunting animals and killing them and bring them back to your shop and so forth. And as I'm doing this, I'm thinking, I was running a shop. You, you've you sort of lost the, the point. You know what they've done? So
1: the the, the the original game, when you first talked about it, reminded me very much of a game called um, An Item Shop's Tale.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a little uh, JRPG style thing, like a little anime style, like PlayStation One type game that you you can get on. You can get on Steam. And uh, Inky really, 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 really likes it. And uh, in that game, you play as this little anime girl who's running a, a local item shop. And the idea is that you you, as you say, you, you set up your shop. You put stuff at the front. You, you put the more popular items at the front to get people to come into the shop. They look around. They find things they like. If the price is decent. They'll just buy it. If not, they'll come in and haggle, and you can decide what you what you want to do. Um, but funny enough, when you said how now you can go out and and explore, an item shop's tale has exactly that, um, but mm. came out a billion years ago. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and you just go to like a little um, JRPG style, you know, dungeon, just like like a top-down Zelda-style dungeon to gather materials and then take it back and do a like little quest and progress the story and pay off your shop debt or whatever and um and, and that kind of thing but that that is woven really nicely into the story yeah um sounds
0: like this game doesn't that's not no. like that they've just tacked on more they they've in order to make the bigger and they've also gone we must make the sequel bigger and better they've not gone let's focus on what we did well and let's expand on that let's add in all these and it feels a bit sure shotgun so you've now got NPCs who give you quests you've now got these three families who will their their opinions of them will change depending on if you do quests and stuff for them you've got um you've got I mean you can upgrade your shop though but obviously to try and make the game last longer they've really slowed down how much you can upgrade it, how quickly Mm -hmm. so um to unlock more stop unlock stuff you basically unlock upgrade that you have to upgrade the town you do it by paying taxes so you basically you now i really wish hmc would adopt this method basically you decide the tax rate that you're going <laughs> to pay <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. you, so it starts off. you can say oh, i'm going to pay five percent in tax you decide the tax rate and you pay it and you you basically and as you the more whatever you pay in tax goes to upgrading the town and it starts off like unlock the unlock the baker unlock the blacksmith unlock the alchemist okay now get upgraded to town too and then by doing that you then actually, you then all oh, your other sort of retailers will basically great so like the person you buy um, the furniture off like the shelves and stuff off he will unlock more display item units as you get more stuff but in doing so it takes. They've made it go take so bloody long to get there. It's just so slow. It's like oh, it's a real grind now. And it's like the first one had the upvote bombs. It was a bit too quick. They've gone the complete wrong direction. They've really slowed it down. Yeah. So it's just a, it's just a grind. It's it is just a grind. It's like it's going take me fucking forever to get anywhere. And cause everything is sort of locked away, and all your like. A lot of gear is up to where you only sell real basic stuff really early on. It's like, well, it's not very interesting because it's not like I've got the interest of like sort of like can I organize a shop in a really efficient way and make it look really nice and so forth. Well, I can't because I only sell I only sell like ten different things. Yeah, and there's 150 items you can sell in the game, 150 of them, and they're drip feeding them to you yeah. throughout the game, and-, and it's really slow. And it's like I just can't be bothered and little annoying things like you have this map they they haven't so one of the things the first game was the tables were like okay you can put six small things it's basically you've got two sizes of item, you've got small and big and a, t- a display stand can either handle small items or big items or there's one which is the um um uh, counter which could have six small items and two big items on it yeah i would like to explore a bit more about what that means so for example a shirt counts as a big item. On a normal table, it takes up like barely like a sixth of it, so you can put two shirts on a normal table, and there's like this void either side of which you can't put stuff on, and that's because the bigger weapons take up the whole width. So to make it work, so they don't like have issues where they overlap, they like okay, we'll define these as medium-sized weapons are like all large size. weapons, are large as well, so they'll take the whole length of the table up. Doesn't matter; these smalls take the same space but because they can't, they don't want to overlap. So it's like perhaps work in more different sizes perhaps of like small medium and large so like okay you can fit three large things on this all three you know two large things or six medium things or 12 small things on it stuff like that it's like i wish they'd prove they haven't changed that and actually that would be more beneficial because it feels silly that you've only can literally on one massive table fit a thing like two tops and it's absolutely stupid and if it doesn't look pleasing on the eye when you saw, look, it doesn't look nice. So it's like, it's sort of like, uh, I wish you, you. That's one of the problems you had in the first one. You've not fixed it. Sure, you've, you've put. I'm sure this... they had complaints about it in the first. One. Oh, I'm sure so they did. They've all. I, I, so I can see, mecha- the actual mechanics haven't basically changed at all. The actual war mechanics of how the shop works hasn't changed at all. They've just added all this other stuff around it. It's almost like they literally sort of took the same logic and code. They they had, they knew it worked, and then just added all the other stuff around it. So it was like, oh well, I could go off on a an adventuring quest. Okay. But I want to run my shop. And yeah. if I'm not running my shop, then why? <laughs> you know, uh yeah, they they it's it is a perfect example of the sequel that's misjudged and misaimed and mis- missed the target of let's not build on what we've got. They've just added like it feels very much like a feature creep. And people yeah. just throw not so much. Oh, throw put this at yeah. Let's put this at yeah. And you know, credit to them, they've put it all in, and there's it's a fairly involved systems they've got in there. So credit to them, they've done it. But perhaps they should have took a step back and gone,
1: "Should actually, we, Do we need that?"
0: The, yeah. They were so concerned whether they could, they didn't ask if they should.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I I I'm I, not. I don't like it. So in the end, I was like, oh, I want to see the big cities are like. So I ran, I loaded up cheat engine. <laughs> um, set 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 whatever tax I needed to be. I just set the set so I was like ten gold short, and so I could just set, see what the big C's looked like. And it's like, yeah, I would got very fed up grinding my way up to this. So that's sort of like me does. So I, I I am put many hours and I was like, uh, I just can't be asked for it anymore. I, I was shame I I got sort of quite. I think the first one. Probably tickle the same. It's just like Animal Crossing. Probably tickles in that sure. it's, it's it's fairly repetitive stuff. What you're doing, but you put like you you spend like twelve sort of an hour doing it, and you sort of like gradually build up and grind. There's a nice sort of progression treadmill going on, so you feel that you're getting somewhere every day.
1: Yeah, you and get that after, hit at the end yeah. of your session. You get that hit.
0: Yeah, and that's why I think this is probably sort of was the first one itched, but the second one just doesn't itch it because it's too slow. Yeah, so I would not recommend. Unfortunate. Cool. That is, it, is, it is. It's, it's a shit. It's a perfect. It's, it's if they just went in the wrong direction.
1: Sure. I mean, I I have sent you a link in the Discord um, for the game that I mentioned that Inky played. I yep. can't remember if you played that one or not. But maybe try giving that one a go and see if yep. the mechanics on that one are any better for you. It's yep. not a particularly advanced game at all. It's like really super simple shot management and, and all that kind of stuff. Because it is just a like a PlayStation-level um, anime RPG, but um, that has, like, combat mechanics and story progression and blah, 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 and yeah. see if that one does it any better.
0: Yeah, if it makes an improvement on it, yeah. Oh, I'll give it all... I shall add it to my wish list. I'll load up Steam again. Yeah, I'll have a look at that. I'll leave that tab open for the time being. Cool. Yeah, so... Right, so... Things looking forward to. I've got some ex- I'm very excited. Oh, go on. Go I've on. got some, I've got Warhammer news. Oh. <laughs> how's your <laughs> subscription going? Oh, great. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying. They're still releasing stuff and there's some good stuff coming through. Uh, like I so said, the animations are still a bit ropey, but mm. they're all right. I uh, saw so, someone else was crying. I thought they put better words than mine. I said, it, the animation style for LOM is very similar to like sort of early, like sort of late flash animation. It's like, yeah, you're not yeah, wrong yeah, there, yeah, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, but it's all for what it is. It's all right. I've I've quite enjoyed some of them. Um, I quite like there's like battle ports on there stuff. Quite watching. Like, I quite watch them. They like do all the battle ports, so that's quite fun. So I said so for fifty quid for the entire year, I'm, I'm quite. am more than happy. I've got my money worth out of it already, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. But I am um, in 40k. I am I, what I, the the army I play is Tau, which are like mm. these sort of alien space blue space cows. Really, they they are they 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 evolve from herbivores, they've got cloven hooves. Um, people call them fish people, they they don't look anything, they're not they're not that's like that's that's not that's not that's not evolutionally correct. Um, they've got clones, and they're they're they are their their big things is they they like shooting people, they don't like getting close up and trying to hand combat, which is me down to a T. If I was going to get involved in that, I wouldn't want to be the person with the sword. I want be the I want the arch or the handgun in the corner who gets cut down by cavalry yeah, later on. You're the
1: uh, you're the guy that's more than happy to take on your enemy face to face through the scope of a high powered sniper rifle. The next exactly,
0: time exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I want my enemy to not know I'm there, and no one else know I'm there until I've killed, blown their head off. That's about I can right. Leave. Yeah, that's basically sort of where I sit on the, I. I basically I, I I'd I be really good in like the artillery regiments
1: <laughs>
0: you yeah, know so we could like we could just sit 30 miles away from the actual battlefield just blowing them up um, right. or maybe in charge I would know the nuclear weapons that sort of thing I felt I could be better job than most people in charge of nuclear weapons um, you just press the button yeah <laughs> I've had enough of this i board. bored I'm going for lunch <laughs> click <laughs> actually I press the button i like nothing's happening hang on a second it's not wired to anything god nice. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this explains so much it's like well yeah we can't trust we can't trust the, you know the, the president or the prime minister of, of nuclear stuff yeah we want competent people behind these the general public voted them in we don't want them we don't want them in, ch- <laughs> we want them in ch- would would you trust a surgeon that was voted in by the general public no therefore <laughs> you're not going to have it with this um yeah so Tower they are just giant glitter bombs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it basically loads up De- DEFCON def con on the on your computer, it's like, oh look, I'm killing millions of people. It's like Yay! he's happy now he's happy now. we'll just tell him we'll give it another hour, we'll tell him we've won, and he'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the Tau. Well the Tau, when they got their Codex out for so every army in Warhammer has they have, have what they call a codex. And the codex basically breaks down the army, gives you all their stat profiles, weapon profiles, that sort of stuff, because you wouldn't fit it all in the main book. Mm. Um, so they have like these little army books called codexes and Did you not so, say you would do an update? Or you had one? Yes. Ah, we well, see this is what the news is. Okay. So we got an update. So 8th edition Warhammer was up three years ago. We got an update and basically it was shit. What mm. they did was it made it crap, basically. I remember you complaining quite a lot about it. Yeah, we basically got pretty much tower were a low tier army anyway. They just stayed bottom tier ranking. Like, I don't know what's the fighting game. Is it S tier fighting game or the shit tier? Is it STM when you fight the sort of fighting you just, games? Let, just say, like, you're just scrubs, you're trash. Yeah, you're, you're basically... You, we, we used to be one of the most deadliest armies in the battlefield, and then we went straight down to bomb, and they never got better. So then they, so, they, they just keep on nerfing you over and over and over again. And So it, they they was a bit of a feature creep, and the way that they... So Pre-Session Warhammer basically start focusing more and more on close combat. And, which is
1: unfortunate for a, for a ranged combat squad.
0: Yeah, for an army that's, that hates close combat that's sort of like really against them and the tower had really no counters there. They put some things in the help, but in general tower were not considered a high end army. How popular were a tower beforehand? Oh, um do you know what I actually don't I don't know. I doubt so I know in general the popular armies for Warhammer tend to be space wins at the top. Yeah. And the simple reason space wins at the top is A, if you buy it in the starter sets, they always have space wins in them. Yeah, pretty much. I've got a space you when know, I'm on the shelf behind me. They are 90 percent of those have come from starter sets. Yeah. B, you don't need many models to make a full army because each model is so individual so. On the battlefield, it's 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 tough basically. So, a model has what they call points, varies to represent how tough it is. So, now model well, worth we twenty four points in theory. If against the models eight points, if you had three of those models versus one of those, it's an even match. Yeah, um, space means are very high in points, which means you don't have to have many. Which means if you are a beginner, great army to pick because a you get them in the box set and b they are you don't need many of them to make a big army. They're cheap, cheap, and they're also fairly easy to paint because their their arm is nice big flat surfaces It's so fairly easy to paint, so they are a great beginner's army. I, I would actually go out to say that I reckon if you spoke to most Warhammer four k players, say what was your first army, I reckon about. 95% would say it was a Space Marine army. Yeah, mine was.
1: Yeah. I went there from Blood Bowl to, to Warhammer. Um, <laughs> I know
0: you've done
1: 40K. Yeah, I, I had 40K. I got a bunch of Razorbacks and that that haven't been built at my mum's house.
0: Oh, I love it. Oh, they're the classic Razorbacks. The sort of like yeah. the... ah, oh, cool. I love the classic Razorbacks. Um, yeah, so that's basically the um, Space And because they, they're these... And that's fair. You know, that's why. So they're definitely a popular army. Um, I'll probably say then... So the Imperial you basically can split up Warhammer 4 k into three sort of like sub sort of header factions. You've got the Imperial faction, which is your space Marines. You've got things like sister of battle who are like sort of the nuns with guns. Um, they were very fairly unpopular until recently, mainly because they were an all that they only had, were only cast in metal. And so they are very expensive. If you want to make an army of those, you know, they're very expensive.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: you had Imperial guard Imperial guard are quite popular because they again just like normal soldiers the privilege and just a normal modern day army yes you've got some upgrades you've got las rifles rather than sort of automatic rifles. but basically you could if you wanted to like paint an army that looks like a modern day army you'd buy Imperial guard to yeah. so look the most closest um you've got the um mechan um adapt um mechanicum are in there um Loads custodians there's loads of Imperial armies, and so they're probably the most popular overall fat sort of header faction. You then got Chaos, who are like the Chaos Space Marines, again very popular. Models like them again because they're tough. Again, you don't need huge vasts of them, so they're quite popular. Then you have the Xenos armies, which is Elder, Dark Elder, Necrons, Tyranids, Tau, orcs I'm. I'm gonna go. I. I can't go by exact figures. I know Elder aren't particularly a popular army. They're a tough army to use. They're very much a glass cannon army. And they're very much a very specialised army. You need to. A good Elder player is a very good Elder player, but there's a sharp. There's not. They're not forgiving army. Mm-hmm. So there's a very sharp overkill. Oh, um, I think the same is true of like um, Dark Elder and so forth. I'll be honest. Not going to torment Seeing what. And tournaments aren't a great way to see it's popular because the tournament players will tend to drift to whatever's army's most powerful at the time.
1: Yeah, they follow the meta.
0: Yeah, the they do. Fight and
1: game players go they they have a couple of characters, um, and as soon as their main gets nerfed, they move over to something more powerful.
0: Exactly. So that's not a real people. There's there's definitely definitely you've got the actually yes, got the ones who like just say follow the meta and will just literally sell an army and buy a new one to whatever was the most powerful at the time. You then got ones who just collect an army. That's what, they, that's what they always have. That's what they tend to work with. I I would say Tau probably, probably probably when they first came out. Tau the army, I, I drifted between lots of different types of armies when I first played Warman. I had a smattering of, I had lots of Space Marines. I had a smattering of Elder, a smattering of Dark Elder, smattering of Orcs. But when I saw Tau, they just instantly like, that's mine. That is exactly, yeah. I just like, I was like, they are my army. They are the army. I'm going to play. I love them. I've got, like I said most of those shelves back there top shelves like so what, from your point of view would be the right hand side of Space Marines, the other side pretty much all four shelves are filled with Tau so yeah I have thousands and thousands and thousands of points to tell so I sort of like they said they got worked no, badly now, they have now announced a new version of Codex which should be being released end of the month there's no set date yet we're guessing a bit but people assume it's going to be released either end of this month or beginning of next month, based on how we know games workshops patterns tend to follow, and also based on um, some leaks that have come out from other people. Because some some reviewers have had already got their review copies, mm-hmm. so we know sort of in advance what's coming out, and they've been previewing them. Games which have been previewed what's going to happen, and my God, have they given them a but? They have given them a massive buff to the point where some places have started selling out Tau models. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So the meta yeah. is shifting then. Oh, I think Tau... So it looks like they're positioning Tau so where they are being pushing them even further away from close combat. Because Tau had... Tau, really, the main defense in close combat Tau had was their little auxiliary aliens called Kroot, who were pretty weak. I mean, they probably were most armies basic troopers in close combat. Um, they had a they they could they plus one strength which they could just about hurt a space, but they they get chewed up really quickly. They had two special rules. You had one which was called um, well, all armies had a rule called Overwatch. If you charged an enemy unit, that unit could basically fire back at you and roll a dice in it, but they could only hit on a six, so you weren't going to get many hits. Um, when they brought out ninth edition. Of Warhammer, which I think you probably remember a couple years ago, about, about 2020. I went on about for quite some time, ninth edition coming out. So I went mm-hmm. and went to get his work because I, I struggled. That's the one they sold out within about five minutes. Yeah, and wasn't that the one you went to Norwich to get? Yes, yeah, yeah. I was at on the one from Norwich. One of the things they changed was Overwatch, which was used to be you could just do it automatically, was like you had to use what they called a command point. So you get. You, you, as a commander, you get these command points, which is a small pool of points that you can use to do stratagems, which are basically like special abilities and so forth. For one of them is Overwatch, which cost you one point and you could spend it and do an Overwatch, which tower players were up in arms, some tower players got up in arms about. And I was always like, well, if you're relying as part of your strategy, people charging you, which you don't want to be charged. Pill charging you and then you trying to kill them on a six. That's just to hit them. That's not to kill them. That's just to hit them. If that's your key part of your strategy, frankly, your strategy is shit. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. <Yeah>. Yeah. If <laughs> Agree. your strategy is, well, we don't want to be sh- sh- took in close combat and if they do get close, we're dead. But then if they do, we've got a one in six chance of hitting them. And B, if we do hit them, we've probably got like a, f- a like, perhaps two thirds chance of actually killing them. You know? that that's in close i was like that's i i i'm i'm i i i was not i was i don't really going on but someone said this is like well that's a stupid strategy really they basically said oh no Tao can do it automatically you don't have to spend any command points doing it and Tao got another ability called for the greater good which meant that if you're if you got charged one unit got charged if you had another unit that was within range like within like i think six inches they could also fire overwatch so, potentially, you could have two or three units. If you had, say, a group of three units, and the middle one got charged, ones on either side could both fire as well. Again, assuming these are 12 model units, they're going to be falling, they're going to be at close range, they'll be rolling 36, 72 dice, of which one's it's going to hit. So, our 12 units, you're, so you're going to probably six hits out of mm-hmm. that lot, six, and then perhaps four will wound, and then plus, six. you may kill two people. So, really is that really a great strategy i'd argue it's not
1: mm-hmm.
0: so instead what they've done is they've like okay we've got they've got rid of that looks like it because we've only seen a few that we ain't seen the full code. just a few leaks got rid of that um instead they've made our shooting a lot more deadlier so our saw since weapon is the railgun that pretty much is that now that that looking at it if that hits something it's just going to limp blow it off the screen I mean, without going into all the details of how strength and toughness and all that work, all I say is it's now. A, it used to be a really deadly weapon. It's now a fucking deadly weapon. Yeah. Um. They've now released another upgrade to the storm. surge. do you remember that big boy I showed you last year, painted up? Yeah. With a big gun. So they've upgraded him as well. And frankly, he's... in theory, he could potentially like a like a, there's another army called People knights, and you may feel like half a dozen knights. He and theory, could take one out in one hit. Mm -hmm. that's so they've they've really pushed the firepower in exchange tower not very good are even worse at defending against melee so it looks like the for the formula for playing tower be they be mobile be moving keep moving keep your soldiers sort of at range and moving around the enemy rather than waiting to come to you um well as, as as you should you're a shooty army. You're not a. Uh, and trouble was at one point, Tower were getting outshot by other non-shooty armies, like which Space seems Marines. ridiculous. Yeah. So, Space Marines were an army which were a mixture of both. Space Marines were been designed to be a whenever well, I didn't say one so, well, of the other good Space Marines. They're a very forgiving army. They are an yeah. army that if you don't know what you're doing, you'll probably do all right. They're the a face good, of forty k. Yeah. Oh yes. And the Ultramarines are the the face of forty k. Um, and if you don't know what you're doing, you can play them okay. You don't have to be an expert. They can handle. You can make a mistake. They'll be for their very forgiving army. That points were space could easily out out compete and outshoot Tau armies, which is and, ridiculous. Yeah, you're you're meant to be the shooty army. That's your whole point. So Tau, all the way in their base weapons have now got an upgrade, which means they're going to be pretty. They're going to real space players are going to hate them. They're now better at punching through armor. They've all in all had a real good upgrade and everybody was, it's hilarious, everybody was going mad over the upgrade, saying, oh my god, look at the Jintel, it's going to be devastating, they can do this and they can do that now. They then took away one weapon called the Fusion Blade, which is a close combat weapon, they've took it away, and everybody's complaining. I was like, guys, they've upgraded all our shooting to be fucking terrifying now, and you're complaining they took away one weapon, which mm-hmm. is a close mm-hmm. combat which is not what we're meant to be. It's like, oh, I've modelled that. So well, you can still have your model with that on there. It's fine. It still looks good. Do just people are queuing because maybe they've been playing Tau wrong? No, I think it's a case of any any nerf to your army, any change, most people go well, that's stupid. They don't go, oh, well, fair enough. They've added this in. They've took this away. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. People do it every have every army. Every person who plays every army does the exact same thing. They can have the army buffed across the board, but they take away one thing. Oh, f- what are they thinking? That's crap now. Oh, I'm not interested anymore. It's like, dudes, come on. Mm. Look at it. And to be fair, most tower players, I mean, how far through Tao was, they, they totally had to play. And, and Charles, the way people were playing tower to be successful was frankly dull. It basically was just like, okay, you have a couple of commanders and just hundreds of drones because they're cheap mm-hmm. and can put a yeah. lot warhammer's always had a bit of an issue where quantity becomes better than quality you know if, and which is basically how people you guard just,
1: you just rush people you just yeah
0: people guard work but like their their last guns are like strength free which is like really shit but there's lots of them so yeah. yes you'll get but yes they won on a, on a random chance they won't shoot but when there's like a fat when there's like 150 of them shots coming in your direction you're going to do some damage.
1: It's the old red alert thing where, you know, you're just like, do I build tanks or shit tons of inventory? Mm. You know, do I build heavy tanks or the lighter things? Well, if I have more of the lighter things, they're quicker to build, they're cheaper, and I can just steamroll people yeah. with
0: them. And the upgrade to the and the, the heavy ones, upgrades, aren't worth it. Mm-hmm. The, you know, they may, yes, they may do more damage. Great. But if they don't fire as fast, it doesn't matter. Exactly. So it's that it's just a it's a balance thing that's very hard to it's very hard to not create armies that just go down run just by this one thing, yeah. And because 4K had a big change up several years ago, and I've moaned about it before, which I disliked, which was in the old 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 days 4K you had to perform what they called force organization charts, and it was a chart that basically said right. It splits your army, got split up into categories. Every unit would be into a category. You'd have HQ, um, troops, elites, fast attack, heavy, and later on they added flyers. And there's also one called Lords of War added later on as well. Um, But though the original saw sort of five, you basically, when you built your army, you worked around a force organization chart. And that chart was like, okay, you can have two HQ units max um you must have at least you had to have at least one hq unit a maximum of two um was it, three? it might have been three actually um you could have you had to have minimum two troop choices a maximum of six you have three elites three fast attacks three heavy supports so that's how that's how it worked and there were and depending on different battle types of word different force but that was just stats with your standard one and that meant you had to sort of like pick a, a range of units from your army some armies suffer from that, so elders suffered because a lot of their troops were elite choices, all that good stuff was they struggled because they didn't have enough slots. Um, yeah. but then later on, basically, Games Workshop said, You know what, as long as it's in points value, take what you want, yeah, sure. yes. So, what happened was with um Tao, we had this unit called the Riptide, and it was so good value for money, people used to buy would have three of them, and they were in like an army, and they used to call it the Triptide. Was the nickname for the out, that. and that would be, be your just about as much as you could afford, and pass a few of the units to capture objectives, and you just do that, and the, all the armies are going this route where you basically buy as may as uh, have as many as one type of units you could, because that was like the best value for money unit, and that's we have no strategy. So armies, in my opinion, became very boring. They became very un. <laughs> I would like an army built one being a bit fluffy, and by fluffy I mean sort of in character. I don't like armies that are just built just for the sake of winning. And I know that goes against... I mean, most people want to win a game, but I always think an army should have a bit of its character still there. And even if it's... I always tend to build armies that still round about sort of, like, sort of what I feel an army should be, even if it's slightly weaker and generally tower, I use That's why you probably lost most of my game used to play. Um, yeah, while I understand just, that. Yeah. rather than it's like... So, At one point, the way you play Towers, you buy a commander, and then I see you just have nothing but drones. So, it's this commander with fucking, like, hundreds and hundreds of drones around him. It's like, that's just... It looks stupid. It's not on character. It just works, though. So, that's why. Everybody did it. And it's just such a shame. And I I miss... Those are still there now, but... You choose to use force organization charts, and if you choose to use them, you basically get more command points. Mm-hmm. Um, or was it the buy? You buy them command. So, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a funny old. I'm not. I didn't like. I dislike that. But I consider myself when it comes to war. I don't consider myself a tournament player. I consider myself a casual player. Sure, I'm not into the old must must win, must win, must must win.
1: You let Have fun.
0: I'm not exactly. Yeah, I consider myself a casual player of it. Um not I've got opportunities to play these days, but I said I'm really looking forward to I'm looking forward to the so yeah I'm looking forward to Tower being released at the end of the month um I've got all the a good chunk of money put away ready to be dropped on the codex and all this all special stuff that'll come out with it, and I'll be hopefully I'll be having that all out and ready to go and going, having fun with that in a few weeks' time so sure. yeah, that's my little rant I've probably got some bits and pieces wrong there, but I'm looking forward to it. That's all good. Cool. Right, that's everything for me tonight. Scars, do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, no, mate, I, I I don't. I don't at oh, the moment. Oh. Um, maybe next time. Who knows? Maybe next time. Maybe next time. <laughs> okay, well, that's fantastic. So, thank you for watching and joining us tonight. Um, if you've enjoyed this, um, please consider subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, You can also check up our website, roundners.co.uk. We've got our fortnightly game night this week on the 18th at half eight and good. And as we mentioned at the Star Podcast, our missing third man has returned. He's returned from the world of Warcraft and he's back with us. Savage. Uh, (laughs) Yes, and he's back with us. And so we'll look forward to joining him with us on, on this Tuesday. And you can join us for our next podcast on the 29th of January at 2130 GMT or UTC. Um, so for me, the Suffolk Ram, oh, you can watch our channels at twitch.tv slash the <laughs> And um,
1: twitch.tv forward slash Skazius, SK4ZZI0US. So for me, the Suffolk Ram, <laughs> Scasius. we'll see you in a fortnight. Fantastic. See you all in a fortnight, guys.